Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? It's your boy S. Foster back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And this is episode 102 of the podcast. So I'm going to bring everybody back down to earth. Well, everyone who has listened to episode 101, you know what I'm saying, about the Dahmer joint. Um, this is a show, the subject matter today, this is a show that I have been invested in since 2019, right? Um, it's a Showtime show. If the people that listen to this podcast, you could be first time listening to Showtime. Um, as far as a collective, like if we're talking about, I'm gonna use a Stu Gatz reference from the Dan Levitar show. Like his whole thing of like saying that the reason Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James is because you put six rings in a box, four rings in a box, six rings wins. Like that's that's how he simplifies that he's better. So if you're talking about a collective, Showtime, to me, I watch the most TV shows, TV series on the network Showtime. You know what I'm saying? Now my next one will probably be HBO. You know what I'm saying? With a little, uh, with, a, with a dash of FX. But Showtime is my joint. Like, as far as my Hulu, like, in my stuff, most of it is Showtime stuff. Um, and this is a Showtime show. Um, starring my guy Aldis Hodge. You know what I'm saying? Also starring Kevin Bacon. You know, he came back to the TV screen. And it's called City on the Hill. Um, it's about... Aldis Hodge, he is a um, he's a district attorney. Um, he, he's trying to rise in the ranks in a um, in a quote unquote racist city of Boston. And his wife, she's like in that same field somewhere, like something like a lawyer. And Jackie Rohr, which is Kevin Bacon, he was he's still kind of sort of FBI agent. In the Boston office, um, he actually retired at the end of season two, um, coming in, and I'm and I'm going over season three um, in this episode. But he's like kind of getting back into it. Like it's just something that he just really can't leave alone. Like it's really in his DNA, so he really can't leave it alone, being an FBI agent. And throughout the season, uh, which I get into a little bit more in depth is uh so he ended up kind of like being something like a like a personal private investigator sort of um for this guy named Sinclair and come to find out Sinclair ended up like he's like the rich guy in town kind of knows everybody he's cool with the um like everybody like he 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 funnels money into the police department he is literally cool with everybody and so some allegations come up about him which i get into deeper in the podcast and jackie is center in the middle of it like he's always is he's always like even though he's a great cop he always finds himself in these predicaments but then him and the relationship which is aldous hodge they got this relationship where it's kind of like a love-hate thing. Like, they don't have many scenes together, 
Um, and that's throughout the whole three seasons. Um, every time they are in the scene together, they, they're, there's always like this tension, there's always a lot of shit talking, and there is this, this, this crazy love-hate relationship because like they don't like each other, but they do like each other. Like, they both can't really do their jobs. Not that they can't do their jobs, but there are certain things about their job to where they need each other. And they know that they need each other, so they can't not communicate with each other because there are certain cases, cases that they're each working on that they can't go to the full extent without communicating with each other. So they got this weird relationship going on where it's like they'll sit there and admit how much they hate each other, but they always come back to each other. So get more into that. But I want to talk a little bit about Kevin Bacon real quick. So, you know, Kevin Bacon is considered to some to be, you know what I'm saying, a legend out here in these streets. Um, he's a guy that isn't really mentioned a lot when people are talking about, you know what I'm saying, great movie stars or whatever like that. Like, I think that Kevin Bacon have a, you know, a mysterious career, but I think it's a good career, you know. Um, you know, for me, the very first thing that I always think about when I think of Kevin Bacon is I always think of Stir Echoes. Like, that movie is such a great movie, uh, great written, great performed by Kevin Bacon. It's not one of the most popular movies, but I tend to gravitate towards those type of movies anyway. And I think that Kevin Bacon really has a really really good career but I think that he's just more more mysterious than anything else like uh me and Scoots Brunson did Hollow Man on uh Viewers Anonymous and you know we, we got we talked a little bit about Kevin Bacon not really his career but just just the fact of like he has these movies that are you know considered good movies but like I say, he's just not really mentioned as like that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people know him from obviously Footloose. I think that was the movie that really, really set him off. And that came out, you know, in 1970, I'm 70, 1984. You know what I mean? So those are the things that, you know, most like most people would know him for. And um, man, he was, um, you know what I'm saying? He did Cop Car, Black Mass. Um, but even in Black Mass, like he wasn't like the guy guy. You know what I'm saying? That was more of the dude Johnny Depp. You know what I'm saying? Which I think that they are, you know what I'm saying? Similar. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not the same, but you know, they're kind of similar in certain type of ways. But for me, he has two hit, I mean hit, because I think that this is a hit. It just depends on what type of shit you're interested in. But he did a show called The Following. The Following is, is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, it was really, really, really good. Um, if I had the time, 
I would go back and rewatch it and do a straight up pod on it. Like that's how good it was. And Kevin Bacon was, uh, I, 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 I got so into the show, I watched the interview that he had did when he was talking about the following. And he was just like, you know, the whole conversation of being an actor, unemployed, you know, a check coming every week or, you know, or if you're sitting around waiting on a movie, you know, all of that type of stuff. And he was just like, you know, when I came into the game, you know, TV was looked at as the small screen and you would start in a small screen and then you would, you know, work your way up to the big screen, which is theater movies. And he was just like, it's really kind of did this reversal to where you like bigger actors are doing smaller screens, not only just because you're getting a check, you know, every month or however they get paid, but he was just like, you know, basically people are loving these continuous stories, which I am like, I was more of a movie guy growing up, but now I have became more of a TV show guy because to, to watch a story develop and then see that story being continued, especially when there's great writing, you put, you have people that get invested into these shows and then people just can't get enough of them. And so, you know, he goes and does the following a couple of years ago and now he's doing this, um, when, which they are in their third season. Like I mentioned, it's a season three. I think it's great. I think it's great. So, um, and then I like the fact that Al, uh, Aldous Hodge is in this too. You know what I'm saying? He's a guy that when you, when you look at his career, I don't think that people look at him as a star, but when you look at some of the things that he's done, hidden figures, one night in Miami where he played Jim Brown, uh, a, a lot of people, you know, as of late know him for playing MC Ren and Straight Outta Compton. You know what I'm saying? And then he had that one TV show, Leverage, which I got into Leverage. If I'm not mistaken, I think I watched like the first two seasons and then I just kind of, you know what I mean? It just kind of fell off for me. So I just kind of got out of it. But like Aldis Hodge is is a very, very good actor. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that he is a guy that can be one of those actors where he could, you know, lead the movie. Because I think he's good enough to lead a movie. He hasn't really, like, led, led a movie, but I think he can get there. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into everybody individually, right? Um, especially when it comes to this season. Like, I'm going to go through the season, but I think that I'm going to start with DeCourcy. So DeCourcy is... You know, still dealing with some cases um, that really dates back to, to season two, uh, really season one. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still working on some of these cases and and his boss, uh, which is Guy Dan, like he is going, he's running for, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it could be a Senate seat or something like that. He's running for something. So his job is becoming available. So he brought the course he and this other girl in. It was like, look. Y'all are going to battle out for my position because, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm moving up. You know what I'm saying? I'm moving on up like the Jeffersons, right? And so 
the one thing that did kind of piss the Corsi off about it, he's like, yo, like this girl is, you know, kind of new. Like I've been, I've been killing it in here. And now you're telling me that I got a battle, you know what I'm saying, for this job. And then the course, he's also like, all right, man, look, I'm black. I'm in Boston. Nobody likes me. You know what I mean? Well, I ain't gonna say nobody, but you know what I'm saying? Majority of the people don't like him. I'm, I, he's real cool with this one um, cop guy, Chris. And, but like really other than that, it's, 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 kinda, it's kind of a mixed bag, you know? And, and then like I spoke about him and Jackie's relationship. It's kind of weird. So he's going through that. And then also in the mix of still working on old cases to try to get conviction, uh, convictions on old cases because see, he's trying to arrest cops because there was a, a, a black kid that was shot in the head, if I'm not mistaken, that was at the end of season one, it could be season two, a little foggy. So he's working on, still working on that case. But then at the same time, there was another cop shooting where the cops are having a shootout with this kid because it was like this car chase, kid ended up going to like this docks, got nowhere to go. He got like a, a Uzi or something, you know what I'm saying? So he's shooting back at the cops and this one cop was shot in the head, but this is the thing. He was shot in the back of the head. So that means the bullet had to come from behind him. And Chris was there. And now Chris is working with the Corsi to try to get that cop arrested for shooting this cop in the back of the head because that cop that shot him in the back of the head tried to say, oh, well, the bullets ricocheted off or something that the guy that the suspect was shooting from and they hit him in the head. So he's trying to get off on it. So that's another reason why the course he isn't really light because he is trying to arrest cops. All right. What the course is also dealing with is he gets a call and come to find out his dad has cancer. So he goes up, he goes home. And so he take a little, absent a leave of absence to go home to his father and his brother's there but the problem is they have don't get me wrong like it's one of those relationships they're brothers and you know that they love each other like the love is there they just disagree on something and that something is his brother is a cop and he's like yo why why are you trying like you're building your career on taking down cops and i'm a cop so it's just that like they have complete love for each other. It, it isn't one of those situations where they're just brothers and they just cool. Like they, you can tell by the chemistry that they have, they just disagree on one thing. So his father is to a point where he's like, yo, like I know I'm gonna die. I don't wanna die in no hospital. So the course he's trying to do and say everything to get his pops to go to the hospital. And his brother's like, yo, these, is his wishes. That was something else that they disagreed on. He's like, yo, this is his wishes. He wants, he's like, yo, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die and I wanna die here. I don't wanna die in no hospital somewhere and I don't wanna do no chemo because the course he's trying to push him to do chemo. So he ends up dying. So the course he goes back, you know, he's working on these cases and Jackie comes to him with a case of like, yo, I'm working for this guy Sinclair. He's drugging and raping women. And this one girl comes up dead. And his daughter came to me, Sinclair's daughter, 
came to me and said, my father is the one who did this. So that is one of, another one of those cases where Jackie and DeCourcy is working together. So, I mean, that's basically DeCourcy. And then DeCourcy's wife, like, she got, a, I think it's, uh, I forget how to say her name. But anyway, shout out to her. Real name is Lauren Ebanks. But, so, she is dealing with some trauma because she got shot in season two. So, she's still dealing with, you know, PTSD from being shot. Um, the course he is, you know, dealing with, you know, some things too, like he's now carrying a gun. And she is working on a case where a guy got impaled in the head on a construction job, but he didn't die. And so his family is seeking to sue the company, the, the construction company, but nobody wants to speak out. So she is going around trying to get people to speak out. So they're also some people that are involved that is following her around making threats to try to get her to drop the case. Um, so she's dealing with the PTSD from that. She's going to therapy and she's also dealing with the people fucking with her because she's trying to get this, um, this Latino family some money because, you know, my man got a wife, got some kids. So she's trying to get them a good settlement. So, with also dealing with that, she is also dealing with the fact of she got some mail saying that her friend from high school has passed. She committed suicide. And the friend left a note, or well, actually she sent the mail to her, and it was a suicide note. And so now she's having a flashback and it's showing us that when she was in high school, her and her friend accidentally, I think, I can't remember if one of them was drunk or both of them was drunk, but the friend was driving the car and she was in the car and she hit someone and killed someone. And they basically covered it up. So it was something that she's been living with you know, since high school, and that's why her and her best friend wasn't friends anymore because of that one situation, because they had this secret together. And so now this reporter shows up out of nowhere and it's like, yo, I want to sit down and have a talk with you. So the thing about this show is that everybody has a lot of shit going on. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, she's dealing with, you know, being shot. She's dealing with these mobster people, like following her around, making threats. She's dealing with, you know, this one case where she's trying to get these uh, Latino people money, and then even when she wins the case and get their money, the people want to sign the NDA so that they don't know how much that they got and the fact that the company name is even mentioned. Like, they, they finally settled, but they're like, we want to settle without nobody knowing, and now she's going in to go fight on, like, we need to make this public record. So there's a lot going on with her. So then when you look at Chris, you know what I'm saying? Chris, he is dealing with the whole thing of now everybody that's in the precinct don't want to fuck with Chris no more. Because they're like, yo, you turned your back on the blue wall of silence. Like, you are working with DeCourcy to try to get, you know what I'm saying, this other cop here 
arrested for shooting another cop, which is, I'm not even gonna get into all of that. So also at the same time, Chris's wife is like, yo, like you need to quit. Like, I don't want you to be a cop anymore. And he's like, yo, this is all that I know. All I know is being a cop. And so she leaves him. And so now he's li living with the fact of like, my wife left, you know what I'm saying? My kids aren't really here. They're, they're kind of coming like visitation type of thing. And you know, his daughter's really upset because he wants him to go back with his mom. And he's just like, they're, they're, I got unfinished business. Like, I, I don't want to leave, like, right now. And because, like, she begged him and begged him to, like, become something else. And he just wants to be a cop. And so Chris is dealing with, you know what I'm saying, the, his wife leaving. He's dealing with the cops not really fucking with him no more. The really, the only person that's in his corner at this point is the Corsi. And then, like I say, the Corsi's not even real, like. And so Chris ends up you know, going to talk to these witnesses and one lady is is, is like, it's, it's so funny because he asked her out on a date and she's like, yo, let's skip the dating. You know what I'm saying? Let's just go straight to smashing, you know what I mean? And he turned it down the first time. Then he went to her house. She said the same, like the same thing and then he ended up smashing her. And so then the wife, his wife comes back. She's like, yo, let's make this work again. And the next scene is him sitting at home and his daughter comes home. Like mom said she asked you out on a date and you said no. So now he's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. You want to leave? Go ahead and be gone. So, I mean, that's basically Chris. There's not a ton that's going on with Chris. Um, but the other person that I want to get into, because this is this is fucking hilarious. And this is gonna be a combo between Father Doyle and Jenny Roar. Jenny Roar is Jackie Roar's wife. And so Father Doyle is he's actually a younger father, but he's dealing with a lot of shit because number one, Jackie don't like him. Jackie never liked him. And Jackie always knew that he was. Come to find out he's bisexual, but Jackie thinks that he's just gay. And so Father Doyle is not necessarily being harassed by Jackie, but there are some scenes where Jackie's like fucking with him. Like Jackie. You know what I'm saying? Made him fall off his bike one time. A, a bicycle, not a, mo not a motorcycle, but a bicycle. Like he kind of like ran him off the road and you know, made him fall and hit his head and all this little shit. But Father Doyle is working at this, um, oh, what do you call this place? It's not like a food bank, but it's like a, uh, you know, it's like a place where, you know, they're just helping people, you know, feeding people, giving people cool, like a homeless shelter type of thing. And um, Jenny starts working there because Jackie never wanted Jenny to work. He Really, he only wanted Jenny to stay her ass at home and not do anything. And so she ends up getting the job down there, you know what I'm saying, working with Father Doyle or whatnot. And so, but there's a lot of funny shit going on with Father Doyle though because he ends up, Jenny seeing him coming out of a, a, a certain part of the place. And she's like, yo, like what you going in there for? 
And he's like, yo, I met this guy. You know what I'm saying? We got into it. And I'm not sure I may have HIV slash AIDS. So he goes and get the test. Do the test, comes back negative. So he always showed this interest towards Jenny. Like he always tried to tell Jenny she needed to leave Jackie. Um, like they always had like this attraction to each other and this honesty towards each other, which was kind of crazy. They ended up going out on a the date, then they ended up smashing or whatever. And, um, but then she finds out, cause like I said, Father Dory got some shit going on with him. Come to find out there were some funds that came up missing in the church. Jackie told Jenny about it. Jenny goes back and asks Father Doyle about it. And he's like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, yeah, like I done it. But he was like, but you also gotta understand when it comes to the church, there are, huh, how would I say this? Like there, there are some shady ways to get some funds um, that's not so, <clears throat> it's not so churchy, I would say. That's kind of on the legal side. So she's upset of the fact of, you know, he's doing like these shady things, you know, to get the, to get the church money. But then she's like, cause he ended up getting arrested for it. And so she is, and when he got arrested for it, that's when she told Jackie that she smashed old dude. And so Jackie's pissed, even though Jackie's smashing every damn thing in Boston. It hits different when your wife, your wife is smashing somebody else. Not only she smashed somebody else, a dude that you thought that was just gay the whole time. But then you also gotta look at it this way. Cause I know some people may be thinking this cause I haven't said it yet. He's a priest. Yeah, a priest. It ain't even really about the gay part. It's just the fact that ain't this like this thing where y'all don't even supposed to be getting in sexual situations anyway. So then not only that, this is a married woman. When you just found out that you do not have AIDS, now you're smashing this married woman. So there, like I say, there's, there's, a, there's a lot going on there. Jenny, she's dealing with her own shit. You know what I'm saying? Her and Jackie just sent her daughter to college. NYU, if I'm not mistaken. But then at the same time, Jenny's dealing with the stuff with, with Jackie smashing everything, with Father Doyle, you know what I'm saying? Messing around with him. Then she's dealing with the whole thing with her father, like her father, um, you know, abandoned her or abused her, I think both, as a kid. And he popped, like Father Doyle thought it would be a great idea because they, like I said, they were they were really, really good friends. Like she told Father Doyle she, that she didn't even tell Jackie. And she told, Father Doyle's situation about her father 
he goes hunt down the father, bring the father to her house. And she bugs out, pushes him down, start hitting him, all this type shit. So my man goes to the police and press charges on his daughter for assaulting him. Her father did. And so Jackie has to go pull some strings to try to see if he can get the charges dropped or whatever. But he says he would drop the charges if she would go over there and apologize to, her, to him. So that whole situation happens. But then at the same time, Jackie was in a hospital because he got shot. Which I'm going to get into Jackie. So when Jenny's at the hospital, her mom comes, and you know, she never liked Jackie anyway, but they get on the conversation about her dad, about her pushing, pushing her dad down, and you know he pressing charges against her for assault. And her mom is like, you know, your dad is an asshole, he's this, he's that, and you know you got a brother, right? And she's like, fuck you mean I got a brother? She was like, yeah, like you got a brother, and, you know, that we never talk about, blase, blase, all this type shit. So she looks up, she goes to this private uh, uh, investigator and finds, there goes some information about her brother. Come to find out her brother is in a um, mental facility. And so she goes to the mental facility to go see her brother. And like, as soon as she gets there, he knows exactly who she is. He knows everything about her, but he had a different version of their father than she has. Um, he actually raised him. Um, he would go to the clinic to go see him every week. Um, so he has like this, this different story of their dad. Like she got the shitty version of her father. He got the good version of the father. So there's already an imbalance there. But like, so they're having a conversation and, and now, you know, she goes to the, the offices and, and, and like, yo, I wanna be like the power attorney over my brother. So like she's going through all of that stuff, trying to build a relationship with this long lost brother that she never even knew that she had. And they're having conversations on where they're trying to really understand each other and come to a balance of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is our father. He may have did this to you, but this is what he did for me. Because, you know, he has, you know, obviously he has special needs on being in a mental facility. And for her, she didn't really get anything out of that relationship but pain. So that's the thing that's dealing with Jackie. Sinclair, um, like I say, he's the rich guy that, um, like I said, he, he, has, he has his hand in on everything, everything. Um, he's in with the, 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 the DA, the prosecutors, FBI, beat cops. Like he's cool with everybody. And he's married to a woman, I wouldn't say half his age. I would say she's probably, probably about 10 years younger than him or whatever, whatnot. And he got this daughter that's kind of out of control. Um, but you know what I'm saying? The typical stuff that you would get from rich people um, daughters and stuff like that. And Sinclair and his wife is basically, they running this shit together. But what ended up happening is Sinclair hires Jackie to be a, 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 a personal, you know, private investigator 
because you know people's gunning for him or whatever whatnot um it's not really that people gunning for him i i forget the reason why he hired jackie in the first place but when jackie first came over there he saw the daughter and her friend and then he saw a girl being like kind of like drug like like kind of like because when they was dragging her out the house the next day she was like you could tell that she was either drug and they tried to make it off like she was really drunk They're like, oh you know she had too much to drink last night whatever whatever and what Sinclair was doing was when when his daughter was asleep he took her friend into another room raped her and the wife helps him do that shit right because she'll like ask questions like yo like how was such and such last night which is super fucking weird but anyway so the next day when she went to go uh the girl that was raped when she went to go talk to her friend which is Sinclair's daughter she's like yo I feel like something happened to me last night like I feel like I had sex but I don't remember anything from last night and she's like I think it was you know what I'm saying your father like I hate to say it, but I think it was your father and so his daughter's taking her friend's side so then Sinclair goes over to her house like yo there might have been a misunderstanding about what you think happened last night he brings a bottle of fucking wine she drinks it and next thing you know she's fucking dead so then Jackie starts to pick up on what's going on but what do you know Jackie being Jackie he starts smashing Sinclair's wife not knowing that she is telling Sinclair everything so then they had had they had sex on the pool table which there's a camera zooming right in on the asses so that's a whole nother thing so what Sinclair ended up doing was he goes in and he has a conversation because <clears throat> he noted because at this point Jackie and DeCourcy already now started building up a case on Sinclair um, he's because Sinclair sent Jackie to go pay this one black girl off you know what I'm saying and Jackie gave her the money but then when he went back he wanted her to testify against him and at first she didn't want to but then she ended up changing her mind but Sinclair goes to Guy Dan, the guy that's over DeCourcy, and they're trying to work out something. So there's a lot of moving parts that's going on with Sinclair, which I'll get back to Sinclair here in a second, because I got to go over Jackie. So Jackie's working for him. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Jackie ended up getting shot uh, from, this is a totally different case. Um, this didn't have anything to do with with this case this got to go back to some when he was the FBI agent type shit so Jackie got shot 
And then Jackie is, like I said, he's smashing Sinclair's wife. Um, he's still going through the problems with his wife. And then like he starts to, I don't want to call it like a midlife crisis, but like when he was in the hospital, he really started to, you know what I'm saying, not reminisce, but just going over some things in his brain because there was a situation where he kept calling his wife and he was like, yo, she never leaves home. You know what I mean? Except when she goes to work and like he's calling at nighttime where she should be home. But this is one of the nights when she's actually on a date with Father Doyle. And so Jackie is like really going through it. Like, even though I've been smashing Sinclair's wife and then at the same time, Sinclair is trying to bribe Jackie because he's paying him more than he ever made in a year from the FBI. And he just gives him a brand new BMW. Now you gotta understand, I should have said this in the very beginning of the show. This show was based in the late 80s, early 90s. I should have been said it, that's my mistake. So he brought him, he bought him a, a brand new black BMW, uh, fully loaded uh, M M3 series. And so he's trying to get distract Jackie from all of the shady shit that he's doing. And um, Jackie was kind of going for it in the beginning, then he changed his mind, because like I said, he goes to the course, he was like, yo, we gotta bring this guy down because he's raping and drugging women and that shit ain't cool. And so Jackie is also still going back to the FBI, giving them intel on you know other cases. And he's like, yo, you do this, I promise you, you will shoot up the ranks because I got the inside on this bust and you're gonna get all the credit for it. So Jackie is really trying to become an FBI agent again. Then the funny thing is he threw his badge into uh, the lake, the river, whatever you wanna call it, probably the river. And his wife know him so well that she ended up getting a diver to go down and find his badge. Now that badge been down there for probably a couple of months and she goes and give him his badge back. Cause they got like this weird relationship. Like even though she knows that Jackie can't stop lying, he can't stop cheating. Um, but they've been together so long. It's like they got, they got love for each other, but they also hate each other. Like, because she's like, why can't you just be, you know what I'm saying? A normal husband that don't cheat on his wife. And it's, 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 I don't know, man. I can't really explain it. It's, it's, it's kind of, I think it's human. I think that's why it can't be explained because it's human. You know what I mean? Um, so they're going through what they're going through, but she does do the nice thing of going down and get his badge. Cause she's like, yo, you a cop. You're always going to be a cop. You can't really be anything else. Like that's why you're working for St. Clair. So. Like I said earlier, Jackie, you know, he runs Father Doyle off the road with his car. Um, but also, like, even when the Corsi father died, because they, him and the Corsi will always meet up at the same bar, same spot. Um, 
and they would have like a conversation. And he was like, you know, I know we got our issues or whatever or whatnot, but you know, I'm sorry to hear about your father passing. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, you know, I appreciate it. You know, blase, blase, all that type shit. So this show is so wild. And this is how the season finale goes down. Well, at least the end of it anyway. So DeCourcy and Jackie, like I said, they're working together to take down Sinclair. They're able to, the black girl that Jackie gave the money to, they're able to flip her to where she's gonna be a person that's gonna testify against Sinclair. Come to find out, she ain't spent a dime of that money. She still had the same envelope that the money was in. Sinclair finds out about this girl flipping. But then also at the same time within that, his lawyer told DeCourcy, if I'm not mistaken, that Jackie is sleeping with his wife and that's a conflict of interest, especially when it comes to Jackie testifying. And Jackie ended up testifying anyway. Um, but he could be discredited for having sex with the suspect's wife. So him and DeCourcy had a huge ass argument about that at Jackie's house because like, yo, like, you got to Jackie roar every situation. It's like we have a perfect case. And now come to find out you're sleeping with his wife. Like that's a conflict of interest. Like you fucking the whole credibility up of this whole case. And so when Sinclair finds out that the girl is testifying, he know like I'm fucked. Like they got me for robbery. They got me for rape. They got me for, you know, saying date raping people. So he knows there's nothing he can do. He, the only person he had in this corner, and Jackie went over there to try to flip. Well, he tried to flip Sinclair's wife the first time. She's like, no, I'm standing by her side. And then he went back to go talk to her and like give her one more shot. Like if you testify against him, we won't press charges against you because we know that you are complicit in this whole thing because you're helping him get these women and rape them, which she was. So Jackie tried to have a conversation with her to see if she would flip. And she ended up admitting to what Sinclair is doing and she's gonna ride with him. Not knowing that Jackie brought cops with him and then they come in and they arrest her. So now Sinclair's like, oh man, I'm fucked. Like the girl that could testify against me, she's going to, my, they got my wife, so what do I do? This motherfucker goes home drugs himself and now he's in a hospital if i'm not mistaken in a coma and now they have to delay the trial and his daughter sinclair's daughter's pissed because she's like see he always gets what he wants and that's how the season finale ends it ends them walking out of the courtroom and the daughter saying see he always get what he wants like he drugged himself knowing that it would delay the trial because the person that has to be you know able to do the proceedings on doing the trial so 
like I say, look, City on the Hill is a really, really fucking good show. Um, obviously, I didn't cover everything. I didn't do what I normally do, especially normally if I have a season, which is in season two, season three, whatever the case may be, I will kind of give you a background, which I did, but it's in the middle of a lot of stuff or describing the people, the characters, and all that type shit. So it's a really, really good show. Um, if you're into this type shit, I think that you would enjoy it. Um, the acting is good. The writing is really good on this show. Um, so shout out to everybody. Uh, actually, Kevin Bacon and Aldous Hodge is uh, producers of this show. So I think y'all should check it out, man. That's a really, really good show, man. It's on Showtime. Um, but that's all I got. You know what I'm saying? A Back to Earth episode, you know, and talking about Dahmer or whatever, whatnot. So, um... You know, shout out to my guy Casey um, that does all the music for this podcast. Uh, I appreciate everything he does. So shout out to my guy. Uh, shout out to Scoots Bronson that I do the Viewers Anonymous with. You know what I'm saying? We just dropped. Uh, we just started our um, our horror fest that we do in October. You know what I'm saying for uh, for the scary month. Uh, they got Halloween in it, so um, we do uh, nothing but horror movies all month. We just dropped Devil, so go check out Devil on Viewers Anonymous. Uh, also check out the Four Three Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to JD Siege, E Carter, myself, and um, Scoots Bronson. We all do that show. You know what I'm saying? Give you all your football news, and um, we drop those. Uh, we do those every Saturday, so uh, go check that out. Let me see, let me see. I think that's all I got, man. Um, that's, that's all I got for uh, episode 102 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast. Until the next time, I'm out.